Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Last Days Podcast. We're glad that you're joining my beautiful wife, Katie, and myself. It's great to have you here with us. We're super happy that you are listening, and we're going to just jump right on into the podcast today and uh, be talking to you about, well, we'll talk to you about whatever we want. No, um, we're going to talk to you about something in regards to the position that you see yourself in and how you respond to that. I want to start off um, reading something out of Ephesians chapter 2, uh, the first 10 verses. You want to say anything before we jump into the word here? No, let's just go for it. All right, here we go. Why don't you read it? Sure. Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to read verses 1 through 10. This is out of the New Living Translation. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin... Just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us up from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Verse 7, so God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so none of us can boast about it for we are God's masterpiece he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago awesome amen I think a great place to start is the end sure because it's all that kind of wraps up everything about because we're talking about the last days how many of you realize we're living in the last days we are living in the last days this is a last days podcast by the way and the thing is is that there's a purpose for all that God is doing in us and through us so he can do the good things he planned. And he planned it a long time ago. We're just finally showing up to do our job. The last one's right. up. Amen. He saves right. the best for last. We hear that a lot. Come on. And now. so I believe that we are speaking to the best. That's right. The best of the best. The best that's ever this been. This is your time. That's you. Time for you to shine. That's right. Time for you to stand up, time for you to have a voice, and not just sit there with your finger in your nose. Maybe that's what we'll call this broadcast here. Your finger in your nose. Anyway, so the thing is, is that there's a plan, and you can't just sit there listlessly not knowing what you're doing. You're, you're actively involved in what God is wanting to do. Um, right. The other day, I, was, uh, I came into our uh, kitchen area, and was going to do some work before coming into the office. And I sat down at our breakfast table. And I sat down in a place that I normally don't sit in. 
I sat down where one of my sons usually sits. And as soon as I sat down, I heard the Lord speak to my heart. And he, and he started talking to me about changing our positions, a change in our position. And, and we have to understand. Um, and then all of a sudden, I started getting this whole download suddenly. I mean, it was just like crazy. I'm just sitting there and the Holy Spirit speaking to me about all those different things. And as where I was sitting is where usually one of my sons would sit. And if we had just, if we had just done that for dinner, and uh, because we, we, try to do, we try to do a family meal every day. That's an important thing for us, right. to always have, have a meal what we have together. And so dinner is that meal. Breakfast, the boys are up early, and they don't choose to really to eat breakfast most of the time. They just want to sleep later and then head out the door to school. <clears throat> we are um, very busy from the time we get up till heading out the heading out the door. And so if we grab something to eat, it's just kind of like while we're moving about. Smoothie. A smoothie. <laughs> something quick anyway. And, um, and so then... Lunch is wherever it happens. Just <laughs> if and if it happens, if, if it happens, and if I remember, I'll get lunch. Um, but dinner is a planned thing, and and so we we plan to sit together and enjoy a meal together, which I think is very important. It's a it's an important thing for families to have something that you regularly do together, where you can talk together and you can. You can share what's going on the day. You can hear from each other what's going on and everything. No electronic devices at the table. Um, it's just... Connection. It's a connection time. It's very right. important. In the body right. of Christ, it's very important that we have connection times too. Yes. That's why you should come to church. That's right. Okay. And you shouldn't just show up after the service starts and then leave right as it's ending and you never talk with anybody because you're never you're never connecting with right. those in the body of Christ. Right. And that's a very important time. Yes. And when you come to when you come to church, now we're kind of gone into another direction here, but it's good because you come for a hot meal. And right. you should when you come to church, you should receive not a cold snack, but you re, you should receive a hot meal. Something right. that has been prepared from the kitchens of heaven. Right. And I mean, if you come to our church, I mean, you get like appetizer, you get the soup, it's the a seven salad, course meal. the bread, the main entree, the, you know, the, the palate cleanser, the dessert, the coffee. I mean, you, you know, the little pedophores. I mean, it's like the whole thing. Amen. You get it all. That's right. And so, and, and that's what, that's what it should be. A, a grand right. time coming yes. together. And a so great experience. Amen. And so, by the way, Come and join us at the River of Tri-Cities Church, Sundays, <laughs> 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Wednesdays, 7 p.m. That's right. And there's always something going on, like every single day. Yes, but, literally um, every day, but yes. Literally, you can come and, and, and enjoy a hot meal. Every time we come together, there's something powerful, something fresh, something wonderful that God has. And so we encourage you, come and join us. And in fact, if you live somewhere where you're not... You're not being fed spiritually. There's not a there's not a good church that you could you can plug into and you can be a part of and you are nourished spiritually and strengthened and you're growing. Then consider moving to Johnson City, Tennessee, one of the most beautiful places on earth, and 
somewhere where there is spiritual strength, something that will cause you to grow. So anyway, back to the family. Yes. So we plan to eat together, correct? Right. Absolutely. I mean, we, of course, our families were like that and we have, we have Mm -hmm. made it work to carry on that tradition. But for us, it's not just, just only because we were raised that way and carrying on a tradition. We've also found, found through study that it actually is one of those key things that will keep kids connected with their family and keep them actually from going off, hanging around the wrong people, getting in drugs, involved in things that they shouldn't be. Okay. And a lot of times you're going to find out things at the dinner table that you wouldn't find out any other way. And any other way. And and actually if if you just make this a priority and make it fun, like don't be weird. I mean I've seen some people that they for whatever reason they think with kids that you shouldn't talk at the dinner table. I mean that's the craziest thing in the world. I had an uncle like that. <laughs> Okay, so see. I never liked exist. to go eat at their house. It was yeah, kind of weird. Like, yeah, like like what a bummer. Actually, we have really very you know, strange, great, um, great dinners and a lot of fun. You know, funny stories that come out and you know all kinds of things. So um, it it is a really great time to to be able to connect. But you know, and and a lot of people are like yeah, but we're busy and we got this going on and that going on. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a sacrifice, and you've got to make it work. You know, our boys um, have all three of them. Of course, the oldest is now in college, so right now at home it's just the two of them. But all of them have always done, you know, sports. Of course, sometimes we have different things that go on at night. So dinner in our house ranges any time from the very earliest, which is would be about 5, 15, 5, 30. 5.30, you know, if we have, you know, church that night or to whatever. Nine o'clock. Yeah, to, to nine o'clock. And it just depends because um, just because one kid has a sports practice doesn't mean that the rest of us are eating without him. Mm-hmm. And so we just make we it work. And I realized that, well, some people are like, well, you know, I don't want it for my digestive system or for losing weight. I want to eat dinner, you know, at eight o'clock. And I, yeah, I, 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 I totally get it. Totally understand. Um, but at least make make it work so that you're all sitting down together. You know, I've we've had times when, you know, and, and it's not, please understand, don't get into the bondage of thinking, okay, well, you just do that perfectly all the time. No, I'm not saying that we're not perfect people or whatever. But not me understand. anyway. My wife, that's a different thing. But oh, not me. geez, please. Anyway, so... But we've made it a point like this is this is what we do, and we have had times sometimes where um, it just it just wouldn't work out, and so one kid had to because they were out of town on a sports thing or whatever they come home and they're you know they're they we've just picked up some food for them or whatever and they're sitting down late, but then we will actually just go or at least one of us go and sit sit, with, sit with them and just hey talk about stuff or whatever. So the 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 reason why we're even you know saying any of these things sometimes just you know obviously just totally following the the flow of the holy ghost and didn't intend to to say any of this um, (laughs) but also if you understand the importance of connection we're talking about in your family life it translates over we actually get that from our heavenly father he wants to connect with us amen and we have to make time and sometimes that is changing the position of what you're doing the way you're thinking the way that your lifestyle is in order to be able to connect with him. That's totally true. You know, in our last podcast, I think, or maybe it was the one before that we were talking about Mephibosheth. Yes. And how he was carried to the table. Right. And he ate his meals with the king. Yes. 
That was where he learned to reconnect with who he really was That's right. and what his covenant rights were and everything like that. Wow, we're back right in that flow right. again. But how did that happen? It happened because regularly he ate at the king's table. That's right. And there was that there was that time. And when you feast and when you come together as a family, when you come together as a family of God and you begin to eat together, you 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 find out about people you 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 connect with their lives. You you connect with your heavenly Father. You find out what He has for you, and when you hang out by yourself, when you're just a loner or you're just doing things, and everybody's all split up, there can never be growth. There can never be the connection. You can never go forward like God intended for you to. Yes, right. you can adopt a plan of man, but it's not the plan that God has. That's right. You know, every day God used God took time in the very beginning. Every day, in the cool of the day, he spent time talking with Adam and Eve. That's right. There was that time every day that was spent. A lot of us will go, I won't even say us, a lot of people go, they go long periods of time without spending time with with the Lord. Right. They'll go days. Some, some people go many days, sometimes a week or two weeks, without actually spending any time with God, where God actually Every day he desires to talk with you, spend time with you, connect with you. Not just you listening to him, but but you you uh, you talking to him. He wants to hear from you. He wants to have a relationship with you. Adam and Eve had a relationship with God. He right. talked with them. He showed up. Right. Walked with them. Right. And you see the fruit of that in people's lives because if they spend time with the Lord regularly, you notice they they of course, end up with a very natural relationship with the Lord. They're not weird. They're not religious. They're not like when they come to church, you know, you see some people and the presence of the Lord comes and the Lord starts moving. And some people you can tell by their expression. You can tell by some want to run out the door. We have some people that that do run out the door regularly. They do. We probably have more visitors that leave than most churches just have visitors. But, this is um, true. you know, we're thank God for the protection of the of the Holy Ghost and the moving of the Holy Ghost. Right. Amen. I mean, so um, we're not looking for people that are foreign to the presence of God. We're not looking for people that don't want to be in the presence of God. Yeah, that's mainly it. Right. That, if, that if they're is not used it. to it, that's, that's right. Fine. That, yeah, if they're, if they're, you know, hungry, which, you know, is, is a little bit hard for me to understand why people act like that. Because when I got, when I got saved, you know, I came straight out of the world. I, I just thought it was so cool when I saw the Lord moving, when I felt the presence of God. To me, even though I had not been saved very long and didn't know anything, like that felt like home to me. And so the Lord wants to connect with us. And mm-hmm. we have this natural relationship with him when we connect regularly. And it doesn't have to be like, sometimes people are like, okay, well, I got to wait my day where I can just have like an hour and a half to sit down and read the word. But I mean, what do you do when that doesn't happen? I mean, because you can't. There, there's great, it's great when there are opportunities for that. And I believe that you need to regularly be in the word and you need to be praying. But the thing is, is that make the most of every moment. Like, I mean, I'm praying in the, in the Holy ghost, in the shower, when I'm driving, you know, we're talking about the word with, with my kids or whenever it arises, of course, reading the word, you know, listening to the word on my phone. I mean, you just, if you will just make the word and make 
the time with the Lord, just talking with him, praying, you know, just, just totally put that into every part of your life. Then you just have this natural relationship with the Lord and you, you know, it's so much easier than to even be led by the Holy Spirit and to recognize when the Holy Spirit, you know, moves to you or speaks to you then it becomes a much more natural, actually, flow out of your life. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy then more when you connect with God and you connect in His ways and with His people. You'll enjoy being a part of the body of Christ. You, uh, True. Before, uh, previously, maybe you're kind of on the outside and you might be kind of looking and going like, well, what? they're kind of strange, they're kind of weird, I don't understand this, but it's because you haven't been a part of it. Right. You haven't been a part of it. You know, we took our boys to a baseball game. Um, and they'd been to one other game, one other time down we were lived in Tampa and they were real little mm-hmm. and the Tampa Bay Rays were playing down there. We took a bunch of singles group and everything like that. But we, uh, we went and, um, when we were up in Pittsburgh and, uh, spent a morning, um, watching a baseball game. The, the crazy thing is, is that you can watch something, you can see something on TV and not connect with it. And True. you can watch it a little bit and you're just like, ah, well, whatever. And everything like that. But when you come and you and you prepare. It's just like so. The team that we were going to watch, even though we didn't have like jerseys and everything like that, we knew what their colors were. Their colors were black and gold, and so all of us wore black. Why? Because we didn't want to stand out and look like idiots. And so we all wore black. And um, thankfully, we all had that because we weren't. When we left, we didn't plan to to go to a baseball game. But the thing is, is that you go there. I got tickets. And, and we got down close. It's not yes. so we're up in there in the you know nosebleed section where you feel removed from everything. So we're down there close and just on the third base line. And we're, we're there. You can hear everything. You can see everything. You're surrounded by people. And, and even if you don't understand everything about the game, if you just stick with it and, you, right. and, and you'll, you, you, you begin to warm up to it and everything, and then you got to yeah. have the full experience. You got to go oh, to the absolutely. concession stand. Yeah. You got to get a hot dog. You got to get a Coke. You got to get those crab fries down yeah. there at the stadium. Those were absolutely amazing with the, what the kind of spice did they have on that them? Old, that Bay old, boy, old Bay seasoning. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. And so, well, um, really, it's the cheese sauce on the side. The of cheese them sauce that, was that off makes all the, the chain. But it yes. was absolute. I I like. I'm not real big into fries, but I think I ate like two pounds of those things. Yeah, I couldn't believe how many fries you ate. I ate a bunch. It was the cheese sauce and the Old Bay combined. Anyway, but <laughs> I digress, or maybe I'm not digressing. I'm just hungry. So anyway, the thing is, is that. You you pick it up and and you become a part of that and then you're just like oh yeah I'd like to go back that was pretty cool mm-hmm. that was fun even though you'd never ever been there before and the thing is is that a lot of people they don't they they sit back and they watch what's going on or they hear what's going on you see on social media a little blurb about something this and you think you have a home church or you think you're a part of the body of Christ. But you're that part of the body that is just kind of laying over there on the side, you know, on the table that's been, you know, you cut out yourself and, you know, you set yourself aside, but you need to, you need to get back involved. You mm-hmm. need to be involved and stop being out, stop be, be, be acting like an outsider and everything right. like that. You need to connect. Right. Connections. Amen. Right. right. That's where you're going to have real life that comes. Because, of course, when you're connected to the vine, then all life flows 
to everything that's connected there. You're going to receive things. And the, the thing is, is that not only are you going to receive, but actually the greatest joy that you'll have is being able to give out from the gifts that the Lord has put on inside of you. And a lot of people don't even realize what's on the inside of you or even what, um, and of course, you know, gifts and talents are many times kind of in a raw form within people because oh, yeah. they've never allowed anything to come out. I mean, I've, I remember, you know, thinking back many years ago, well, I, I don't even think I have any, any gifts or any, any talents or whatever. I was unaware myself. And so thank God for people who, actually the Lord will place in your life when you're willing to connect that will actually help draw those things out of you. A lot of times other people will even recognize before you do. Yep, they do. But the thing is, is what a blessing that you can be. And there's such great joy that comes out of that. And then the Lord, that all, as you, of course, are sowing seed, that comes back, you reap a harvest and it comes back to bless you. And then the gift becomes refined, the gift grows, you begin to produce fruit, and then it's richer fruit, it's more abundant fruit, and you'll actually be able to be a blessing more than you ever even thought possible. It's just amazing. And of course, this all goes back to the foundation of the what the Lord created. Yeah, absolutely. And if you'll recognize that you're a part, you're a living part of what he is doing. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you will connect and, and become a part, don't just sit there in church, again, with your finger in your nose, you're kind of like, what, what am I supposed to do here and everything? Um, but, but, but become a part. And as sometimes you'll look around, and, and I see this sometimes, you, you see somebody who's come you know, two or three times, three or four times to church or something like this, and, the, and because of a more like a religious mindset, they don't they don't involve themselves. They just they just sit there and they stare at everybody, and um, and you, you're kind of a you're kind of a church creeper then, and uh, you're just kind of looking looking around strange at everybody. You don't sing. You don't clap. You don't you don't you, you sit down when other people are standing up and and praising the Lord, and you just kind of sit there and you look around and everything. Participate with the body of Christ. Become a part of the right. body. Right. And, and, and operate as part of the body. Right. You know, of course, you've probably heard the saying, it's used a lot in, especially like motivational things, business things, all in wins. Mm-hmm. But it translates to every facet of life. Until you really connect and put your heart into something, you're not going to see benefit yourself. And certainly other people miss out actually on what's on the inside of you. And so the Lord created us as a body we're supposed to be connected. And so instead of like making excuses and, and thwarting the plan of God, actually just make the adjustment on the inside and line up because a lot of people, it resorts to actually, they have a lot of pride and they'll make stupid stuff about like, well, I love God, but I hate the church. And I'm going to tell you that's impossible. And it's a total slap in the face of the Lord. The Lord's the one that created the church. Is a church perfect? Most churches, any church, no. Are if you perfect? No. No. Nobody's perfect. If I'm okay? in it, no. So just, let's just all get over ourselves. Let's get as much of God as we can get and do things in the very best way possible. Each of us are a work in progress. And so, but, you know, just surrender yourself and surrender to actually what God wants you to do. And a lot of people, of course, will say, you know, well, I have church hurt. I've been hurt. Okay. Well, yeah, there's church hurt. Of course, there's also heathen hurt. 
So, I mean, so, but, but people don't use that excuse as to why they're not going to like get a job or go to the grocery store or become a fan of a band or, you know, whatever else in life. Oh, well, I've heathen hurt. I mean, so it, it doesn't even translate. So let's just, again, let's just get over (laughs) ourselves. I mean, we could sit here and tell you story after story after story of ministers that have, you know, lied to us, cussed us out, stole offerings. I mean, but seriously, what's the point? And here's the thing is that, you know what, I, my responsibility, actually, when I stand before the Lord, you know what, I don't even believe any of those stories are even going to come up. Actually, the only thing I'm responsible for is my heart and my action. And, you know, I found this, it doesn't even matter what people try to do, do to you. It's actually the Lord that is, remember, he's the one that blesses. He's the one that promotes. He's the one that advances. He's the one that rewards. And he's the one that sees everything. That's right. So, you know, really, at the bottom of it, really, when it comes down to it again, we just got to kind of like get over ourselves, make the adjustment. And just because you make the choice to get back involved or, you know, if someone has done something wrong, and obviously you better forgive them. First of all, otherwise you're not making heaven. Just because you forgive someone, it doesn't excuse their actions. It doesn't mean that what they did was right. They'll answer to God for that. You won't. Mm-hmm. You're going to answer for if you've held on to things, if you haven't forgiven, if you're holding on to bitterness, or just, you know, you've decided, well, I, I'm just I'm just not going to get involved then or whatever because I don't want to be hurt. Well, you know what? Then that's that's what you answer for. So true. And so basically what you're saying is the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice that he made for your life wasn't enough. Uh, That's not going to, that's not going to stand before the Lord if you didn't even realize that. Very true. You have to come to an understanding of these things so you can thrive in the, in the kingdom of God. And the thing is, is that we have the power of God to actually, and the fire of God to burn out all those things. And the fire of God also comes and it burns out lethargy and it burns out complacency. It'll burn out stupid excuses. All of the hangups, the hindrances, the blockages, the fire of God will actually do that for you if you'll just surrender your heart. And of course, surrendering the heart is first connecting with the Lord and saying, Lord, you know me better than I even know myself. And I ask you to come and burn in me and change me and do what you desire to do in me. Because again, I'm just the servant. You're the master. I'm the servant. You're the potter. I'm the clay. The clay does not speak, doesn't even have a voice. Okay? Mm-mm. It doesn't tell the potter what to do. No, it surrenders to the whole process. And if you've never even heard about the process of, wow, it's quite mm, a process. Amazing. And it's a lot of time involved. It's a lot of beating, actually. Yeah, beating. Thank soaking. God he doesn't beat us. <laughs> but it is. It's soaking in, in the water. It's shelf time. It's repairing cracks. It's like, oh, the, you know, the potter worked with that clay and it didn't work out right. Oh, just start the process all, all over, over again. again. It's yeah. beating out the air bubbles. I mean, it's 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 baking under that intense fire. It's a whole thing. And the word compares us like that. We're the clay and he's the, he's potter. the potter. So don't it's give up on us. the process that that the Lord desires to do through you. We have to allow these things to happen actually yeah. so that we can be placed in the position that the Lord has for us. And so we can do the good things that he's planned for us long ago. Yes. And be a blessing to everybody else that we're around. Amen. And you're never going to be a blessing standing there with your finger in your nose. That's right. So the thing is, 
that you have to, you know, she, she was just talking about letting the fire of God burn in you, all of the complacency, all of the excuses, all of the junk. And, and if you don't think that you have anything that needs to be dealt with, I would just say what you want, one thing, only thing you need to do is get in the presence of God then. And you will see because the light of God will shine on your life and you'll go, whoa, I am, even as the prophet said, you know, I am undone. And, uh, you know, because in the light of, in the light of God, I mean, we realize how much we still have to go, how much further we still have to go. And we don't look at ourselves like, wow, I'm arrived, I'm, I'm all this, I've, I've achieved everything, because really none of that really matters. None of that matters. Who you right. are, what you, you know, all of your man-made um, achievements. And, and so man has recognized it. What's God have to say about you? Right. And when God sees something in you, God promotes you. Right. God will place you, he'll take you, and you'll go from glory to glory. You'll go from one great thing to something even greater, and then something even greater, because you allow God to move in you and through you. Right. At one time, you were nothing. And we don't look at, we don't look at a person who's given their life to God now and has been walking in his way and think, oh, they're nothing. No, we recognize, we see God moving through people mm-hmm. and and. As leaders, we see that a lot, yes. and other people don't see it in themselves. That's but right. I mean, I, I can tell. I can like I can look at someone and say, "Wow, you know, you you've really changed. You've allowed God to do you know some great things in your life." Once, you know, as this verse of scripture that we started off with reading in in Ephesians chapter two, it says, "Once you were dead in your disobedience and in your many sins." Well, that was once. That was one time ago. That was that was before. That's not you now. Right. And because you've changed your position. Right. Because you were dead, you were all messed up and everything like that. But if you will receive and allow God to uh, receive his Holy Spirit into your life, allow him to transform you, you'll become what you, you, you can't even imagine. Right. What God is going to create. Again, the potter and the clay thing. You can't look at a lump of clay and, and see what the potter sees. Right. You just see a lump of clay. Right. He's the one that has the vision for that. Yeah. God's got a vision for your life. Right. And you, he knows what's what even what's capable to come out of the potter knows what's capable even yeah. to come out of out of that lump of clay. Exactly. And a lump of clay doesn't talk to another lump of clay and say, What do you see? Right. Because it's, you know, you're you're looking at two lumps of clay. Ask the potter, what what's he see? And a lot of times the potter sees what his vision is, not what you, he's not looking at you at what you are. He's just looking at the, at the, at the raw ingredients of, Mm -hmm. of what is needed to cause it because you can't do anything and you can never become anything without his touch, without his experience, without uh, the way, his ways. Right. And it's not like anybody, you can't just call yourself a potter and start doing stuff like a, you know, a three-year-old plays with some Play-Doh, they're not a potter. They can't create, I mean, they have a lump of clay there, but they can't create what, um, what the, what the potter does. Right. Um, they play with stuff. Right. And so we're, we're not in that place. We, we want to see people formed into the image of Christ. Yes. That's what God wants to create in you. Right. The image of Christ needs to come forth. 
and other people will see that. Right. It said in um, verse 2 of that scripture that you read at the very beginning, babe, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. And he's the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Those who refuse to obey God. Not just those who, you know, who just like, you know, they're, they're caught up in this and everything. And, but, but there comes a time where, where people make an actual choice. No, I don't want what God has for my life. I want right. to persist in sin. I want to persist in the, the lifestyle um, that the world promotes. I want to, I desire to, I'm going to. That's, that's rebellion. Right. When you when you refuse to obey, I mean, praise God that Paul's talking to the church in Ephesus here, and he said, you know, at one time this is the way you were, and you used to be this way, because God can change people, even people Absolutely. who are rebellious. God can change them. Right, that's so true. And and notice there should be actually a huge difference from when before you were saved to after you were saved. Hello. And that includes every area. It includes the way you think, the way you act, the way you talk, what your purpose in life is, how you spend your time, what you read, what you watch, everything. Amen. Needs There needs to be a change. And these days, many times there's not. Like you can hardly even tell if a person is saved or not. I mean, they... You know, they're doing the, everything that the world does. There needs to be a radical change. Just because you show up and you sit in a chair in church does not make you a Christian. It doesn't change the way God sees you because God doesn't look on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. Right. And so you can, uh, Corey Ten Boom said many years ago, well, you know, well, you can, a mouse can live in the cookie jar, but that doesn't make him a cookie. Right, and so we have to we have to allow God to do the changes. Well, I don't think a mouse can be turned into a cookie, but but the thing is, is that we do have to allow God to change us. Right, it's not just showing up at church that doesn't change people. Quite obviously, we've seen that many times, <laughs> um, and and even even falling on the ground that doesn't change somebody. Right. You know, we've been, we've seen people take courtesy falls before, and they get up and they're just. The same way that they were when they went down. Right, because they don't really connect with God. They don't yield yield. to Ah, the Holy Spirit. And yielding is not just when you feel the presence of God, you're in a service or, you know, something supernatural is happening. It's actually day to day. And when you're reading the word, do you actually yield to the Holy Spirit when he speaks to you, like, and makes adjustments? Or you can be talking and you feel inside, oh, I shouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. Well, do you go ahead and say it? Or if you said it and you immediately were convicted, you say, I'm, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, Lord, have done that. and make a change. I'm not going to say that anymore. Whether that's negative stinking thinking or whether that's, you know, cussing or whether that's yelling at someone or, you know, obviously there's various, you know, forms. But if you'll follow the Holy Ghost and you actually have a desire to change, and of course he has a desire for you to change if you wondered. <laughs> Amen. He has a plan for your life. Fact as you're listening to this, is we're going to close out this particular session here. If you know that God is wanting to do a change in your heart and a change in your life, and you're ready for it right now, I want you to just bow your head and and pray this prayer with me. If you're driving, do not bow your head and do not close your eyes. Just keep driving, okay? But say this, repeat this with me. Say it with your lips. Mean it from your heart. But pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus. 
Come into my life. Wash me. Change me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Lord Jesus, I give you everything. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all my life. I give you everything. My past, my present, my future. I ask for you to completely do a change in my life. I confess that you are Lord, and I allow you to do whatever needs to be done. I give you all of me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me, for washing and cleansing me, for changing my heart. And I thank you for living big inside of me from this day on. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you said that prayer with me, wherever you might be right now, I want to tell you that God has done a work inside of your heart. He's washed you. He's cleansed you. He's changed you. You are, you are clothed in robes of righteousness now, not in filthy rags. But God has taken you, and he has seated you in a new place now, not in the squalor of the world, but he seated you in heavenly places with Christ Jesus right now. You just had your position completely changed. We'll pick up here, maybe, in the next podcast. And so until then, we thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Yes. yes. And uh, please join us again for the next podcast. Please share this and subscribe. And we will talk to you again in just a few days. God bless you. We love you so much. Have a great day. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.